Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome back to another Super Coach Insider podcast. My name is Swizz, here to talk round 16 team discussion and trade options this week, in particular for Tom Stewart, which seems to be all the buzz um, after his suspension for his hit on Prestia. So we'll get straight into it. Um, as always, check us out on all our social media platforms, uh, the YouTube, Spotify, Stitcher, um, SoundCloud, and Twitter. Supercoach Insider 100 for all the boys, Swiss 26 for me, uh, YouTube in particular. Search there. We, we love the comments and the feedback. So, yeah, please keep uh, sourcing us out, and, and we really appreciate all the support. Uh, and again, for our sponsors, Splash Vodka, Earn You, and Manscaped, we really appreciate everything you guys do for us. On to my team, 25-83 was my score last week, uh, which was uh, for the round 800th overall. Um, my season rank went up 610 spots to 935, so I'm closing in on Benny Boy there. Um, I think I'm about 200 points behind him, maybe a little bit less now. So, yeah, the uh, from I think it was about 13,500 eight weeks or nine weeks ago. So, yeah, those buy rounds really helped, and it continued on last week, which was an obviously a very good week. Probably the only thing there was I think my VC and C, um, you know, I ended up costing myself... It was probably, uh, well, it could have been up to 40 points or 38 points if I went Stuart. I know I had a couple of friends who were trying to convince me to go Stuart as the captain of that. Um, but, yeah, I was I was more than happy to take um, McRae's score. Kind of played it safe there with the uh, 123. Um, you know, the, I left the uh, Brisbane-Melbourne game alone and Oliver's 140 and then another 17 points would have been happy. But, yeah, that's the way it goes. Uh, starting straight off there with the VC and captain options, I know I said this with Benny Boy, tonight's game is a very um, obvious one for a lot of people because McRae is playing Neil. McRae is as safe as houses. Um, we do expect him to go somewhere between 120 and 140. Uh, so that's a, not a bad and VC and it's pretty safe for people to go with. Um, that's probably how I've been playing most of the year, but I'm going to throw the uh, more the, the risk and reward this week, I really want Clary more as the VC, but possibly definitely as captain. Um, he had had that one low game against the Crows, but he's two games before that, both were double tons. His projection is 190. There is a possibility that lead could be out as well, which means there's more points in that midfield. Um, yeah, so everything shows points to Oliver having a massive game. Just signed up to, till 2030. So congratulations to the Ds. I think they got Petrarca to 2029. And, yeah, Dan Oliver to 2030, so that's two of their big names. Just Jackson to go, um, who probably seems more out than in, but, you know, obviously they'll be the player they'll be working on next. So I really do want Oliver as captain. My worry with possibly a McRae getting like a 130, 135 is the score that you've got to take. And then what if Oliver just goes ham? More leaning towards Mills if I want the VC before Oliver, um, just because he's got the potential to go massive against the Bombers. Um, I do think Parrish should be back this week, but yeah, Mills has had a couple massive games this year. The 160-odd, and was it the 212, I think, off the top of my head, to uh, down at uh, in uh, gets Hawthorne at uh, Lawn System this year. So a uh, 214, my, um, 
no mistake here, but the last game he played against the uh, Bombers, 167, also has a 147 to his name against Geelong, so he does have the potential to go huge, and that's kind of what I want with my VC, is something massive which makes me not want to take over, and yeah, usually 130 to 140 would be massive, but in this case, I'm looking for 150 above, and then I'm happy to roll the dice there, but I know a lot of people are going to have Oliver as their VC or their C, and yeah, there's a real hurt factor, he just loves playing the Crows. The Crows could put um, some time and effort into him, but um, yeah, we'll kind of see with that. And then I know a few people, because Freo are playing Port, and Port's uh, ruck stocks have been a bit um, weakened over a few weeks now, that they're going Darcy. Uh, Wits versus Cameron's not a bad option, and I think a few people looking at the safety option of Took as the captain kind of for that 110 backup. Um, so yeah, it's one of those things, like do you risk 20 to possibly 30 points maybe going McRae's 130 to 140 if that's what he ends up getting um, instead of going a Took or do you oh, have to end up going a Took for example and you say he gets like a 110 120 he costs yourself 20 points but then there's a potential here if you go a McRae and you get a 140 which could be fantastic and Oliver comes out in double tons um, which is not um, without a possibility this week you know you could be 50 60 points behind over overall and in your league matchup so very interesting how people are going to play this and um yeah i think this is going to be a discussion when we come back next week and go oh yeah it was just so obvious and, and whatnot but yeah i think that's one that's going to really decide some matchups this week um now on to the well stuart is the big out but there's still some questions about ins and outs this week so we know english isn't playing caleb daniel's out but now for four weeks um so that will right into this Stewart chat. Parrish is meant to be back in, but there are some question marks over some massive players this week. So Laird, Cripps, Jackson, Brody, Butters, and Proust, all massive question marks if they're going to play or not. Um, usually I try to do these um, team discussions when the teams come out, um, so we can you know have a bit more proper data around them. Um, I'm expecting some of these players to be named, but there'll be a watch all the way up to the game. So in particular, Laird, Cripps, Jackson, and Brody, Definitely um, keep an eye out if there's some late changes there. Um, yeah, so apologies, it's just not coming to you later than I normally would, but I'm off to a uh, some sort of candlelight dinner or something with the wife tonight, so that's why I'm coming to that. So I'll be kind of checking my phone for the footy, but yeah, that's why I've come a little bit earlier than the, the normal Thursday evening. All right, Stuart. So that's that's the big discussion with everybody. Now, if it's a straight out, you just want the one trade in and out. Dawson's your man if you've got the money. It's 31k to go up to Dawson. Cecily, if you don't have him, it's 37k. But I think Dawson's the best of those big options. And then Doherty's the third, which is 14k, which I know a few people had that sort of money left over. Um, you try not to burn two trades, unless you're in that situation where you have stacks of trades, and we're talking about more than eight. Yeah, you could go two players out. But, yeah, you're trying to do this in one trade. So if you've got the cash, Dawson in the one, Sick Dog two, Doherty three. If you don't have the cash, then it's, and you, you're down, um, and not many trades like myself, who's, I think, a lot of my four trades, a few people in that sort of situation, three, four, five trades, yeah, you're looking at a cheaper option. So I've sort of broken these up into different categories, and this is where it, it not just comes on the Stuart chat here and, and how much money you might not have, but it also comes down to what you want to do with the rest of your team. So some people like myself are looking at getting Hobbs or Roses up. For me, it's Roses. Um, for others, it's Hobbs. 
Roses is currently at 272. Hobbs is at 333. Now I've got 132k in the bank. So different people will have different amounts. Um, so how much money you can save, go and spew it down, and how far down you're willing to go, all comes into a discussion here. So the next group I've got Rich Sard, uh, Bailedell, Aaron Hall, um, Brayshaw, and Redmond all linked in there together. Um, I had a bit of a chat to Ben about this. I think Bailey Dale from the Doggies is the best option uh, just because Caleb Daniel out for four weeks and he's the safest houses, um, has that halfback role sewn up. He does, his um, standard deviation is really low, doesn't go under 80, doesn't go too high, but you know what you're getting. You're going to get that 105, 110 player. Um, so, and he's got a pre, in the last couple of years, his injury history has been pretty good. Before that, not as much, but yeah, he's been pretty safe. Um, for the points on field, Aaron Hall saving you 54k is definitely the number one option for points on field. The problem with Aaron is how long will those hammies hold up? He's already had two soft tissue injuries this year. Um, was an absolute killer at the dogs game when he got 71 and was flying at half time and then you know went off injured. And that's the problem. Can he like put eight games together? He put eight if he puts eight games together, there's potential there he'll go better than Dawson. North are going to see so much ball in that back line. Um, he calls for it like an absolute seagull. Would If I knew he could play eight games straight, he'd be an absolute lock. I'm still tempted to do it, um, but then there's that worry that, okay, what do I do when he gets injured? If he gets injured, I should say, but yeah, it feels like a win. Um, Mitch did say uh, on Twitter today, what happens if Noble does get sacked um, with Jeff Walsh coming in? And is there a potential that Goldie and Hall... Um, sort of get pushed aside and they bring in some more youth. There's a bit of a good argument on Twitter about that today that he caused, which was great. It was, I liked the discussion, um, you know, because Goldie and Hall are two of their better players. Why would they want to put, you know, the, the Lambs to slaughter even more? But, you know, when they're losing, when their best loss is, what, eight goals in the last, was it, nine, ten weeks, you know, what difference kind of does it make if you're, you're losing by 50 points or losing by 100 points and that, you know, do you try to just get games in the players or do you try to move them into a kind of different role um, just to try to fast track the development of some of these kids? Does Noble do that anyway? So I thought it was a bit of a left field discussion. It was good, interesting um, thought there that what could potentially happen to North Melbourne. I think personally they probably stick with Noble to the end of the year and then they review and that, you know, it's a tough situation for him to be in because they've obviously um, turned over the list. North haven't really ever bottomed out for a, quite a while. They'll, for so many years there, they were sort of around the finals and that. Now that they've bottomed out, um, you know, they've become a bit of an easy target, which is always going to happen. And this is one of the reasons why North didn't bottom out because everybody knew with the idea of Tassie coming in, well, North now down the bottom, let's ship them off. So, um, and then that's just a different discussion in itself. So yeah, if you've got trades up your sleeve in particular, Hall's the one. If you don't have the uh, the money to go up to Dawson, um, and even still, you might want to just back Hall in. Um, Sard's a lot safer. Zach Williams still a few weeks out, so um, I, I don't mind his scoring potential. If you want to save the 23K, Daniel Rich, um, as Benny Boy said last night, you know, he's got those injury concerns, So and, and how you know, what's the chance of him being rested coming up to final, especially if Brisbane kind of secure a top two spot. So that's always a risk there. You know, Brayshaw's going really well. Um, and so is Redmond. Redmond's taking that Ridley role. 
Um, and he just, there's so much ball down in the Essendon back line, he takes the kick in from that. So they're left field. I've got no problem with people going them. But I think, yeah, the, the Bailey Dale, Aaron Hall, um, um, Bailey for the um, safety, Hall for the scoring, and then Saad is the third option. Are your better options there? Dropping down, Liam Baker and um, Vlosten save you 75 and 80k. Um, Vlosten's taken uh, Short's roll there, takes the intercept marks, has kick-ins, uh, does it all. Um, Richmond have a pretty soft draw coming up with West Coast. No disrespect to the Suns because it's still a tough game, but we know the Suns have, you know, been sort of that bottom 10 team for a while now. And then North Melbourne and the Tigers finish with Port Adelaide, who could be out of contention by the time they play them. Um, and then Hawthorne and Essendon. So they do have some softer games on the run home. Baker's been playing up around the midfield. Um, Presti is out for the next couple, well, at least this week, possibly two weeks. Cochin's still out. So Baker getting up around the midfield's a great option too. He's been scoring so well um, for that last sort of six, seven, eight-week period. So we've got enough data to show that you know, he, he can score really well. And he's a forward defender, so does give you a little bit of flexibility, especially if you've got a DPP, you know, dual position player, yeah, in there. Um, well, I think it's DDP, the old wrestler, but DPP. Um, and, and you can link him around or gives you potential that you might have to move Baker forward if, um, like, a Stephen May becomes cheap or, you know, you're in that situation where you might have to get Stuart back with four weeks ago. So um, he is definitely a good option for flexibility. Um, and if that 75k helps you to do something with it. And then of the really cheap options, uh, Lloydie and Whitfield save you 99k, Pendles 124 and Zorko 132. Uh, I don't like Lloyd as much as because McInerney back, and I, I think that, I still think you know, he can score well, but nowhere near like he used to see goal. Um, Lockie Whitfield just burnt me so many times, but definitely looks like they have his sort of, yeah, well, it definitely has his roll back, and the Giants have been scoring pretty well, but are out of contention. Do they start trying to, you know, change things out? Up, Taranto back in, Hopper to come back in. Kind of what happens there, or does that mean the Giants actually play better footy and Whitfield gets the ball out on the outside better than he, what he was? Um, Pendles is the one that I quite like. Um, just because the Pies have got four really winnable games, that will take them to nine in a row. And, you know, he's their leader. He, you know, and as Ben said, you know, it's kind of follow me, boys. I'll show you what to do to get them cemented in finals. They've got a really tough couple get last couple games. So they've got to be cemented into the eight before those couple games come up. They could still win them, but uh, you don't want to be, they don't want to be leaving that to that last moment. So there's a big chance Pendles could get in that midfield. Um, and even sit behind the ball and, and rack up points there. So to save 124k, I don't mind that one. And Zorko, just the injuries, the worry. I think he you know, goes back in that midfield and does what he needs to do. There's rumours Lions, um, you know, could be a laid out tonight as well. But then how's that for next week and sort of how that fits in? Does he play a bit more forward when they're winning um, just to sort of get him through to the end of the season? So I've got a few questions there about Zorks. And then Stephen May, which Chris is big on, saves 165k at the moment. But the big thing with him, his break-even's 152. So even if he came in and scored sort of, uh, what would that be, a 92, he'd, he'd drop another 27k um, for next week. So one that I wouldn't mind keeping the cash for and upgrading Weir to him. Um, and then by dropping Stuart down and having the you know a bit more flexibility in my defence, but then it doesn't make my flexibility good for my forward mids. Um, if May was probably cheaper now, 
there's a world that I could like take the risk and go Stuart down to May, but his scoring potential compared to the rest of the guys is no like you know he's probably going to score high nineties. But yeah, some of these other players, you know, we're we're banking one hundred five, one ten. Dawson's case could be one twenties. Um, so you, how many points you want to give up for to bring that loophole player in? Talking about the forwards, so Hobbs three thirty three, Rosas two seventy two, sixty sixty one k difference there. So this is where um, your decision kind of comes in if you want that loophole guy, and I think a few others might have like. You know, maybe your Paddy McCartans or other players in there. If you've got, like, Dacos still, fantastic. You know, obviously you can just keep him there in defence. But these are the two most relevant about being traded out. Excuse me, I'm still trying to get over this, uh, uh, this illness that I've got at the moment. But So Roses, uh, in particular, um, because he's cheaper... He, you know, that's obviously you're going to need more money to get him up. So hopefully you've got something in the bank, you know, and, and it's hard to answer for everybody on here because not knowing everybody's bank budget, some people have $0, other people might have two hundred, three hundred thousand. 300000 So it gives you a lot more flexibility on what you want to do. Um, so there is a world where I think Stuart, just the Dawson, great. And that, that just gives me the points. And then do I look at trying to get weird down, you know, next week or the week after and then roast this up if I need to. The problem with that is... What happens if Crips or Laird pull out this week? Laird more than Crips, I'm hearing. Um, so kind of who covers it? And then that kind of changes my decision on everything. Um, and then so we've got the forward options. And I was just going through it with the uh, the A-team league, which I think we're still ranked fourth or fifth overall, um, about different options that we could be bringing in this week. So there's quite a lot of value um, there. And then there's kind of some high-placed players and that. Now, some of these players aren't, necessarily the ones that be jumping off the page but we're talking about a guy who's going to be an f7 mid nine so you want them for two things to come in for possibly just the one week and be there to score for say be it led this week hopefully next week you got a full side so they're not kind of required and they kind of just play their role like hopefully they have their bad game that week or they pop and you want to kind of play that might have a little pop off one week and go 120 130 and then you might chuck one of your other forwards or mids on the bench that week and uh and bank their score if you've got a loophole player which a lot of us do at this time of year so we've got uh uh i'll mention two meter pete because his break even is minus five gone a couple uh double hundreds the last two weeks well a hundred hundred not double hundred but a hundred hundred the last two weeks um and he's that forward ruck it's a no for me but he's surprisingly in four percent a few people did jump on uh stringer at 376k is massive value um he has actually scored quite well these last two weeks um obviously the bombers had that really good win against uh, st kilda and then unfortunately weren't couldn't back it up against the eagles um but we know what stringer did on the run home last year probably their most important player um and, and he just you know they put him in where in the midfield when they need him to win games and, and he's got the ability to score goals the Bombers don't have the easiest drill coming up the next sort of couple of weeks and that they do have North Melbourne in there at one point but I don't think that matters so much for for Stringer but yeah his last two have been 101 and 98 um, so 376 is a cheaper option if you really needed to go there but he's probably not the kind of guy that's going to pop off for one week um, Jackson uh, the problem is how long until Gorn's back. There's rumours Gorn could be back next week. And there's also the possibility that Jackson pulls out this week. So um, those who jumped on last week, fantastic for that 120. But what happens to him going forward? Uh, Zach Bailey at 399 is one I really do like. Um, it's a bit left field. 
um, but he's such an absolute talent for the um, for the Lions. He's um, you know that sort of Ford mid in that uh, Degoli, Shai Bolton kind of mould. You know who can get forward, kick two, three, four on any given night, still rack up his sort of 20 possessions and have an influence on the game. And because of that, you know, you do have the quiet games, uh, the 22 against Hawthorne, the 46 against the Swannies, the 51 against Geelong. But as a guy, as a, a loophole player, um, you know, you want somebody, as we said, who could pop off in any week. And he's gone the 129, he's had a 135, 115. Uh, so he's not the most reliable um, if you were kind of needing him to play every week to um, cover people, but if you wanted somebody that you could loophole, and you know the dogs, he could come back tonight and actually score score well if they lead him off the chain. The Bombers, the fine week, the Giants, the Suns, the Lions always smash the Suns in the Q clash. Um, he's uh, so yeah, there's some games there that he could possibly you know get his two, three, four goals and get twenty odd possessions and and score really well. So. I don't mind it for 400k because that, um, <coughs> excuse me, especially if you've got, say, Hobbs and it's only 70k to go up him. And let the, hypothetically, if if we're saying you've got no money for Stewart, well, Stewart at his price at, uh, what are we, 562, you take 70k off him and that's down to the 490 options, which is sort of your Baker, your Vlosten, or if you wanted to go further, that Lloyd Whitfield Pendle Zorko group. Um, and then, yeah, for Hobbs, it's just straight up there, and you end up getting, yeah, a, a Baker and a um, and a Zach Bailey type. So, yeah, there's a possibility there. And if you have, and for some reason, I'm getting a, one of those freaking annoying phone calls, um, probably solar panels or something. Uh, so, if and the great thing there, if you were in the position where, you say, you had 30K in the bank, then instead of... Um, uh, Baker, it might able you might able to get up to like you know your Aaron Hall. If you have a little bit more, you might able to get up to your Bailey Dell. So you could still get a decent defender and a Zach Bailey is in that position um, could be quite quite handy. Uh, other ones, uh, Shy Bolton also in that four hundred and two um, with no press yet. Definitely this week, possibly next week. And Cochin out injured does share his time with Dusty. I do prefer him more than Dusty. Um, I think Dusty's. You know, as much as, as a gun player as he's been, has um, kind of just goes in that middle when, you know, the Tigers need to win. But the Tigers do have some soft games. West Coast, uh, North Melbourne, and as we said, Hawthorne Essendon in particular. Um, uh, Bolton does have the ability to go big, doesn't do it as much anymore. But he seems to be more that sort of 70 guy uh, in the poor performances. But then he does pop up and can go 100, can go, you know, as I said, the 140 against West Coast last time. So he does have the ability to go big. Um, you know, not as good as some of those other um, options, but, yeah, he's, uh, if you wanted somebody there as, um, who could pop off on any given week, yeah, he's a potential. Uh, Sidey at 406K, he's, just, he's been going hundreds of the last, I think, three out of their last four games in their wins. Um, so, yeah, he's been running down that wing, just doing whatever he wants. Um, and we know what, you know, Sidebottom's done that for a long time. Sidey's one of my favourite players in the league, so it's a little bit of bias there. But, yeah, the, since the Freire game, he's got 80, 103, 105, the 51 against the Ds, and 101 against the Giants. So pretty consistent there. And in those games, they've been winning. So they've got more winnable games coming up. So it's a definite option there if you wanted somebody who's just safer. Um, and he's still, got obviously, the you know, the... 
the downside where he could put a lower game in. But yeah, he just seems to be that guy at the moment who's you know gets his twenty positions, kicks a goal, and and gets you a hundred. So um, if you want a safe backup, yeah, he could be a, a good one at four hundred and six k. Dylan Moore at four forty two. So we're now getting a little bit dearer, and by getting dearer, that means now. You know, Whitfield or Pendlebury, Zorko, Stephen may become your options for Stewart unless you've got more money. So the further up we go up here with these mid-forwards, the further down we've got to go to the defenders unless you've got cash in the bank. Um, so, yeah, we're, so they're just things to think of. Dylan Moore um, has started the uh, on house on fire this year. He's been a real fine for the Hawks. Um, came back with a 112 last week as well. But yeah, he started the year when he went 90, 103, 94, 105, 90. Um, he threw the 147 against the Ds. He's had the 101 against the Lions. Had a couple of poor weeks in there against the Tigers and the Suns. But yeah, it's bounced back 81, 92, and 112 for the last three weeks at 442. And with the fact that they've got to play the Giants, Adelaide, West Coast, North, next four. And he's a goal-kicking half forward. Uh, so if you wanted somebody really left field, 2% uh, of teams, that could be your... That F7 that you could loophole in any given week, he is definitely one to consider. But again, 442, what? how much money does that leave you for? That sort of Stuart downgrade. But I do like the idea of Dillmore. Uh, Finn Layson, 444. I believe Lysett could be back as early as next week, so that's a no. Tommy Hawkins, 445. I think those monster scores are gone, especially these days with Jeremy Cameron. But he, um, you know, he still got the ability to offer some kickbacks, especially down at Geelong. They're playing North this week. You know, I think he still probably goes 100 this week. They've got the West Coast in the last game. Um, and then you've got the main four. Uh, and these are the four boys we are kind of focusing on the other day, which is your um, Rosie, Heaney, Taranto, and uh, who else? Oh, uh, and Duncan. And so these guys are definitely... Uh, the most relevant, um, but again, we, we went through the other guys but just because of their price. So you got Rosie at 462, um, and then we go through Duncan at 459, Heaney at 459, and Taranto's that little bit more cheaper at 435, uh, 436. I know Benny Boy's more keen on Taranto. I'm just a little bit worried about the role and how he fits in. Um, you know, does he play a bit more forward coming back into the side? Uh, we know his potential in the midfield, but with Tommy Green already in there, continuing to get as many games into him, Kelly's just a superstar. Cox has been playing so well in there. Yeah, it's a tough one to see how does he kind of, where does he fit back in? And, and last week, you know, I know it was his first game back, but the 56 doesn't fill me with a lot of confidence. As I said, Dusty's out at 441, but that's a no for me. But yeah, the other three, Heaney, 59 last week. Does that every game against St. Kilda. He's got a really poor form against the Saints. But we know what Heaney can do. he gone started the year 141, 140, 88, 131, 112. So we're talking about those players that can go big on any given week. That is Heaney. Um, but he does have the potential to go 50s. Uh, and we've seen that all through his career. Had the 53 against the Tigers, the 59 against the Saints. Um, but at 459, he's absolutely fantastic value. They play the Bombers this week. Uh, the last time against the Bombers was only a 92, but you know if he kicks a few goals, he's got the potential to go big again. Um, they do have the Crows North coming up, so that's a pretty reasonable draw. Mitchie Duncan's the other one. We know what what Duncan's able to do. He's sort of a couple games back there, 90 and 75. Did have the 117 against the Doggies. Um, actually, he said 
you know, playing most of surprising most of the year. It just come in my mind. It feels like Duncan hasn't been there most of the year. But yeah, you're looking through it, and like he had the 47th against Frio. Um, you know, there was a 67 against the Lions. So there's been some poor games there, but he still had a few tons. Um, I think the the real potential of him is what does he go back into that back line and kind of take a bit more of Stewart's role. The problem is we don't have enough data to know if that's what's going to do. But with North Melbourne, West Coast um, still to come, uh, the Saints down at, uh, at Geelong. So they've got the potential there to have some big scoring games and we know the Cats can rack up the ball. He's not a bad one, but there's a lot more risk with probably Duncan than there is Heaney. But if he does get that role behind the ball and um, you know, you've got your DeConnings and, and Blitzarves, uh, even maybe Henry take, going back and taking the marks and then offloading to Duncan. He obviously a very good kick. Um, so, yeah, potential to be a really good player there. Uh, Rosie has been fantastic. Uh, what was the stat today since round six? He's second in the uh, coaches' votes. Um, so since sort of there, the Carlton game where they were getting pumped and they came back, he got a 91, then went 153, 87, 74, 116, had the 46 against the Cats, which, you know, standard, and then 106, 76, 103, and 113. So this kid is absolutely on fire. Reminds me a lot of Robbie Gray, you know, plays up forward, go, can go into the midfield, change the game. Um, the problem is Port's draw the next few weeks, you know, Freo, they've got Melbourne, Geelong in there, Collingwood, the Tigers. Um, but they do finish off with Eston Adelaide. Interesting, the showdown's the last game of the year. Yeah, might be the last game of the year. Um, but, yeah, as a guy who's, again, we talk about consistent. Um, he's pretty consistent for what he's he's doing. So, yeah, they're all options. And then you obviously have the, the high expensive. We can talk about, you know, Jeremy Cameras, Tom Lynch's, Todd Goldstein's, further up, depending on who you have. But uh, I think there's... Um, more the minority who have 200, 300,000 lying around to upgrade a Hobbs or Rosas and still able to turn Stewart into a decent player. So, yeah, just some food for thought because I know that's been on everyone's mind and, and scrolling through Twitter. A, a lot of the other uh, super coach, um, uh, I guess, uh, people who just discuss super coach and uh, have put it out there are going, okay, what are you doing this week? A with Stewart and B. Um, have you thought about your loophole option? And that and that's going to be a real big one if one of these players pulls out late. Um, I know a few people have said, oh, you know, I'm just going to have to go with Clark or Rioli or hope one of these, uh, you know, players on the bench play. Um, but I would much prefer one of these other mid-price guys to come in any week and hopefully they, as we said, just pop off one week. Uh, so, yeah, so a bit of food for thought there. Um, but, yeah, just to recap, Stuart down. Uh, Stuart up to Dawson if you can as the number one option uh, in then either Sick Dog or Doc. If you need to go down, uh, if you want safety, Bailey Dell. If you want points on field, Aaron Hall. But please have trades up your sleeve because that could just turn to disaster. Or if you want cheaper options, you're kind of looking at your Lawson Baker or going down to Pendles or even Stephen May, if you especially if you want to defend, uh, defend a backup. If there's a world where you could bring in, say, maybe Baker, um as a forward, but play him in the defense this week, move him forward and then bring in Stephen May, but by holding and then hold Stewart, you know, there's, there's some funky things that could happen there. Um, and then it comes down again. What, it, what how, where are you at? And what are you playing for? We know about Dawson's draw. If you're up near the top, you're probably wanting Dawson just to so stay with um, those top ranked players. Um, also have a look at your home and away matchups for those who just play leagues. Um, and kind of see what um, where you are on the ladder, and if you're you know entrenched in the finals, 
what kind of your matchups might be and then have a look at those super coach finals i know like you know the crows there's a couple other teams out there have really soft uh, finals draws and that's it it for me today so all good luck with your uh, super coaching over the weekend and we'll uh, talk soon bye